Hello and welcome to another episode of the Big MX Radio Podcast. I appreciate you taking time to listen to this episode. This episode is brought to you by Racetech. Racetech suspension and engines are the one-stop shop that you need to drop your lap times. Racetech gold valves, they're basically a revalve in a box. And we're actually giving away six of those kits in the next little while. So stay tuned, but also go on the website and you can save 10% just by mentioning Big MX Radio when you order through Racetech. This podcast is also brought to you by Luxon MX. Luxon MX is not just another triple clamp company. They're engineers who are passionate about pushing the limits of the status quo. You can save 10% on every single purchase on their website by going to luxonmx.com and enter discount code BIGMX. Guts Racing has some of the best seats, seat bases, seat foams, and seat covers available in the sport of motocross. Andy Gregg over there, amazing with customer service, and he and his team will do an amazing job of getting you exactly what you need to have your bike looking good and performing well. Of course, having a great connection to your seat is integral to being able to grip the bike properly, drop those lap times, enjoy riding your motorcycle. WUSA, John Anderson was on the show just a couple of weeks ago. Great guy, great company. Him and his wife, Kristen Anderson, are all about wheels. And that's what W Wheels is all about. All things wheels. Whether it's a vintage project, breathing some life into your current bike, or you're building up a race bike to go race arena cross, supercross, or an outdoor national. They have the wheels for you. They have great components. You can actually buy the, the individual components themselves or pick from an array of their products and end up having them put it together for you. And you're going to end up with an amazing set of wheels that's going to perform well and last a long time. On top of that, you can also go on the website and grab yourself a spoke torque wrench. I personally have one from Fast Company that they sell and it is an absolute game changer when getting your bike ready. Something about just like getting all of your spokes just torqued perfectly makes you feel like you're ready to race or practice. I want to give a huge shout out to Fox Racing Canada. JC Sites over there at Fox Racing Canada. First of all, great guy. And what they do is they have sales reps that go coast to coast making sure that every dealer has all of the info they need through product knowledge meetings to make sure that when you roll into the, your, near, your ne- nearest dealership, you are going to get fitted and kitted properly and protected by your friends over at Fox Racing Canada. I want to give a huge shout out to Jason Gerald over at Phoenix Handlebars, a guy who has been a supporter for the, of the Big MX Rock Radio podcast for a long time. And he also offers amazing handlebars on top of the fact that you can save 15% with Big MX 15 at checkout. It's either Big MX 15 or Big MX Radio 15. Either way, try both and save yourself some money on some awesome handlebars. And uh, he's also got a ton of great uh, bar pad cover uh, changes, uh, colors. So you guys can change the look of your motorcycle uh, at a, uh, basically a moment's notice. Throw on a different bar pad and, uh, yeah, turn some heads out there. He's got some cool colors. Speaking of cool colors, have you tried SKDA graphics? First of all, awesome stuff. You guys need to go try that, uh, that company out. They've got, they're working with a ton of great Supercross teams, not to mention Ken Roxon. And uh, they just make great product. Shout out to uh, the owner, Sam, who had the, the wherewithal to support the Big MX Radio podcast. All right, so that's almost three straight minutes of commercials. I don't love starting my, my podcast that way. But in order for you guys to get in touch with my sponsors, kind of got to throw them in here. Working on being able to sort of uh, fit those in throughout the podcast, but for right now, 
sit through a few minutes of my sponsors and uh, honestly support these people because they support the show and that's who makes this podcast happen. So would really appreciate you guys going ahead and doing that. You can also, if you're wanting to support Big MX Radio, you can uh, click the link tree, uh, which should be uh, in the description for this podcast, or you can find me on Instagram or Twitter. Go to the link tree and uh, the first link on there is my online store where I can sell merch, uh, whether it's t-shirts, hats, or even a ceramic coffee mug. You can go buy one of those and some of the proceeds from every single one of those purchases go straight to me. So I would really appreciate if you guys do that because that definitely helps me out, helps me go to more races and makes me feel good that you guys appreciate what I do. Um, yeah, like enjoy this podcast with none other than Cade Clayson, great guy. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Guts Racing. Go to the website, enter discount code BIGMX20 at, at checkout and save yourself 20%. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt, with us on the line, as promised, number 68 in your program, Cade Clayson. Welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for making some time for us. Uh, it's a quick turnaround to go to Houston this weekend. Uh, you're still on Pacific time, so it sounds like you're uh, spending some time out west, uh, maybe getting some extra practice laps in before uh, before you head out uh, how to uh, like so to the central time zone. Yeah, um, it's just easier. We were planning on going back to south of the border this week, but with the rain and stuff, um, it was just easier with my mechanic and everything being out here to just spend uh, an extra day out here riding and then just make one trip back east, you know, from here to Houston and back to uh, the Carolinas. So, uh, so yeah, we're just going to spend the week out here and then uh, get to go spend the rest of the season from home, which uh, I'm excited for. I haven't gotten to do that before. Absolutely. No, like having a home base would be a, a change of pace for you and w- very welcomed, I imagine, as well. A um, little bit of a rocky start for you for so far, the first uh, few rounds or first two rounds. Uh, and obviously, obviously, Oakland not um, happening until two weeks time from now. We're going to head back there. Um, but take us through the prep a little bit. Not a lot of opportunities to ride uh, in the state of California with how much rain they've had, but you seem to have been able to uh, keep yourself busy with other things. Uh, but you got to feel good getting into some main events, uh, getting into the main event this weekend and uh, putting your best foot forward that way. Yeah, it was definitely a step in the right direction. Um, it's definitely been a bit of a rough start um, with crashes and then the weekend off from Oakland, we went to race an arena cross, created more chaos with that thing, and then, uh, you know, more crashes in San Diego. So, yeah, not exactly the start I, I wanted to my year, but, uh, yeah, getting back in the main and just spending a whole day on two wheels and not on the ground was a big reward, honestly. Like, that was the biggest reward of Saturday for me was just not crashing and being able to do all the laps and just uh, – you know, trying to be consistent. Certainly. And then this is your second stint with the uh, team PRMX. Uh, Julian is, uh, is a great guy. He's Canadian and uh, been in good, gone, good contact with him for a number of years now. It's amazing to see how he's developed that program over the years. Uh, take us through the process of going back there. Uh, what's changed? What's the same? Um, and, and getting back with the PRMX guys. Yeah. I'm happy to be back. I think his program has continued to grow year after year after year. And he's just trying to just be considered uh, a legit satellite team. 
uh, I think he's doing all the right things uh, as far as that. You know, we've got a full-time suspension guy, full-time motor guy that comes to all the races. Um, I have a full-time mechanic now, which is awesome. I've never had that before, and it's just allowing me to be able to focus on myself a little bit more. Um, it sucks to say that out loud just because, you know, it hasn't transpired the way that I'd hoped it would so far, but hopefully uh, later down the line we'll be able to see the fruits of our labor because we we definitely put in a lot of work and a lot of time. And, yeah, it's, like I said earlier, it just hasn't transpired the way I wanted so far, but I, uh, I'm just going to keep, keep, keep on track, you know, keep the train rolling here. Absolutely. There's nothing you can do about the first three weeks of the of the the season for you, including uh, when uh, Mr. Stankdog decided to uh, beeline for you and, and send you flying there. And we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But this last weekend, you were able to basically cram three weeks worth of uh, Supercross main events into a three-hour time period, which I imagine is quite taxing uh, on a uh, on on the body, but also maybe have uh, been able to put you maybe a couple weeks ahead of where you would have been uh, otherwise if, if you only had maybe the, the one main event at Anaheim 2 with one main event under your belt heading into Houston. Now you have three main events under your belt, albeit them short ones, um, but that's got to put some wind in your sails, setting you up well uh, for some success this weekend. Yeah, it does. Um, I think being able to ride those main events, and yeah, they're short, but they still feel pr- plenty long enough when you're battling it. Uh, it's, it's a lot of work. Triple clowns are, it's, it's a lot and a lot of riding, but, uh, they are fun. I will say that. And, you know, I had good battles this weekend with Benny and Shane and Freddie and some other guys, but it was, uh, definitely a lot of work. But like you said, it's, it's makes a step forward for a guy who it was his first main of the year. Right. So being able to get out there and get three starts with all the fast guys and just figure out the first few laps. Um, getting a few good tests for that because if you can have a good first few laps, it sets you up better for late in the race. So yeah, just going to keep trying to uh, to grow a little bit and get better. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about the track this weekend. Uh, it looked like the the dirt was really moving around on you guys quite a bit, and there were some lines that were sort of set in that uh, didn't have a lot of give to them. Uh, talk about navigating that surface a little bit and uh, and and a pretty um, technical layout altogether with uh, a lot of switchbacks across the finish line or the start straight as well as uh, as a rhythm lane that offered probably the most creative line that we've seen in supercross probably the last four or five years yeah that 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 three on three off was uh pretty cool um you know i threed on in the last main for the first time that i had all day it was just uh it when they when when you're in the 450 class and how they prep the track for triple crowns the 450s don't really ever get a very good track to uh, try stuff for the first time. So if you're not like spot on with it being super, super gnarly, it's not easy to, you know, try those big lines. But uh, I did the three on and stuff and I was like, holy crap, I can't believe these guys are three and off this table. And uh, yeah, it was, it was quite cool. I wasn't a huge fan of the track. Um, It was just, it was awkward. There were a lot of like, the corner before the finish line and the corner after the whoops were like super long bowl corners, which right, yeah, create openness and allow for cut down lines. But I just I'm not a big fan of those. Um, I I like the tight, you know, real you know big tall bowl corners like that was after the first long rhythm section and bef- before and after that section, 
you know, those bowls just get ready and allow you to come down and get pop and do the rhythm after it. But, um, yeah, the track, it was definitely interesting and different, but I, I liked the length. Um, the tracks need to be long like that, uh, especially with how powerful the bikes are. It helps the track not to break down quite as bad. I mean, you got to think, I mean, the 450 class did like 42 laps of racing and that's just the 450 class right so then the 250 class did another you know they did 11 lap main events they did another 33 so that's every person out there did you know right so that's a lot of laps yeah on top of the the futures mixed in as well and uh yeah maybe even the 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 the, the kgsc mixes things up a, a tiny tiny bit um but let's let's talk a little bit about battling with shane mcelrath a guy who at anaheim 2 even though it was on the 250 class he, st- he stood at the top step of the podium at that uh at that stadium um that's got to be a li- put a little bit of wind in your sails to know that you can uh kind of like dice it up with him a little bit even though he might be uh still adjusting to suzuki still shane mcelrath a guy with a permanent number and uh yes yeah, so, uh, trading some paint with the guy yeah i think shane's adjusting to his bike a little bit still but i think it also just goes to show like how good the privateers are right now um you mm-hmm. know i think like the surprise so far is cartwright he's been crushing it um but then like myself and benny and a ray and grant harlan like there's a lot of fast dudes. Like when you look at the guys who didn't make it out of that LCQ with a Ray and Josh Hill and Grant and Grant Harlan. And then the guys who did make it out of the LCQ of, you know, Shane and, uh, Moran's and Starling and whoever else, like it's, it's stacked. Like there's, there's a lot of good dudes all the way through. It's, it's there. I would say there's probably less factory dudes, but the, the privateer group is, is stout at the moment. You guys have certainly stepped up, and I, I think one of the things that uh, I'm, I'm really loving about that right now, so far, is we. You're right. We've had some longer lap times, and that does a couple of things. It, it uh, like takes down the wear and tear on the more uh, the track. Obviously, if you had a track that's 10% shorter on a lap time, you're going to have 10% more laps being spun throughout the night, and uh, and also on the on top of that, you guys can just worry about your race. And obviously, like the the top guys, the the Eli Tomax of the world. Uh, they're going to come around to get you at some point, but on a lot longer lap time, that distance is is usually like you're going to have more laps where all you have to worry about is just the guy in front of you, not the guy coming around uh, to get you at some point. Um, does that contribute to sort of your like the I don't know if the enjoyment of the the race is the right word for it, but just being able to focus on your race and your race only, uh, not having to worry about the leaders coming through at any point. Uh, yeah, it does. Um, this weekend, you know, in the one main, you know, the last main, I kind of had some big mistakes beginning and I lost a bunch of time, but in like the second main, I didn't get lapped and to not get lapped in, you know, 13 minutes is pretty good in the 450 class. So if you can make it that far in a 20 minute event, like you're going to be doing pretty well. Um, but yeah, the goal, uh, one of my main goals at triple crowns is to not get lapped. Uh, if you can stay in front of them like you're usually you know riding quite well i think a lot of people don't realize how much time is actually lost on lap one and two just like you know the guys in the back aren't able to do rhythm sections and you know have to roll the triple and do different things like right it's easy to lose you know 
Oh, it could be like 20 seconds. Uh, the, first the first lap, lap yeah, you can uh, this last stupid amount of time. Colt Nichols was 19 laps down after left or 19 seconds down after the first lap. And I, I was blown away by that. Like the, you, you give anybody that type of lead. And then on top of that traffic after that, like, yeah, the, the leaders are at clean air and it's kind of, it's apples to oranges as far as you guys getting lapped. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, trying to stay out of their way and ride your own races is tough. Um, this weekend, the track was nice and long though. So it, it made it a little bit easier in the first main. I think only one guy lapped me and then the second one, I didn't get lapped at all. So it, uh, it worked out. Fair enough. So, um, like, uh, let's talk a little bit about moving forward, the, the rounds to come. What are some of the things that you personally need to work on or on, on race day? And what's the practice schedule look like for you guys? Even if you do guys go back to, uh, south of the border, like on a weekly basis, how much time are you actually spending on the motorcycle or how much of that is just active recovery to make sure that on race day you're ready to rip? Um, it kind of depends, uh, weeks where we don't make the mains. We do a lot more laps during the week, uh, but like this week, I'll only ride one day, uh, mostly because we ha- uh, the team's got to travel with bikes and everything. But I'll ride Tuesday, put in you know fifty laps or something like that, and then uh, maybe you know some day, some weeks we ride press on Fridays, so that kind of factors into how much riding you do during the week. Um, yeah, it, it it does fact like you have to account in the weekend, you know, if you do 25 less laps on Saturday, you know, I like to make those laps up during the week. If, you know, I, I want to stay on the same page as the leaders as far as like my lap count. So, but, um, this time of the year, we're doing a lot of short, like sprint style stuff, not so many long motos. Um, just trying to keep the intensity really high because, uh, that's usually where I'm lacking, um, is just in my raw intensity. Fair enough. I, I know you got to get going uh, in short order here, but uh, one of the last things I had for you is um, there's been a lot of talk about just training during the week and with all the injuries that we've seen in the 250 class, there's some questions is, is there another way to do it? Is there another way to prepare yourself to race on, on the weekends and be at your best uh, without putting in uh, those, like basically putting yourself at risk as much uh, throughout the week? Is it a protective equipment issue? Is it... Um, like a technique issue or, or is it like the structure of how you practice or is there no way to really um, circumvent that is that the only way to go fast on a dirt bike is to go really fucking fast on a dirt bike man you gotta ride to to know how to ride if, and I, I like I get in this argument with my wife all the time like if you take two, two days off like sometimes it feels like you took off an eternity um, I don't think some people understand just how like technical it is and you know how hard it is to take two days off and come back and be at the same level you were say on friday if you ride friday take the weekend off and ride monday you're gonna feel really different and you know it's hard for me to comment because i don't know what other guys are doing um you know it sucks to see guys get hurt um i think a lot of it is where people crash too um and i don't mean like where on the track but like these recent guys that all got hurt, um, you know, mostly pro circuit guys, they got hurt at the practice track. Um, and you know, the practice tracks in California are just rock freaking hard. Um, you know, I think when you get the practice on tracks that are a little bit softer, 
like it makes a difference when you hit the ground. Um, yeah. Hitting, hitting blacktop hurts a lot more than hitting, you know, a soft loamy dirt. Um, but other than that, it's, it's hard for me to, to know what other guys are doing and how far they're pushing themselves. And, you know, I, I think you can see sometimes with the 450 class, there's a bit of maturity in practicing. You know, if you go look at, say, myself or Starling, like we may not give, you know, 110% on practice day just because we want to be safe and smart and we know we got to go race 17 races. And that's more important than, you know, doing a 59 on practice day instead of a one minute. Yeah, fair. And also there's something to be said for, for kind of slowing down to go fast, like working on specific things uh, that you need to sort of add to your quiver to uh, to make yourself more successful on race day. Um, last thing I have for you before I let you go here on the Big MX Radio podcast, can't let you go without talking about the arena cross experience you had. Um, I think you probably have about 90 seconds to synopsis, but you already did uh, a long form interview with uh, with Steve over on the, the Pulp MX show. Uh, take us through the weekend a little bit and how your throat is feeling. Um, it's it, you, it's you seem to be in good spirits uh, at the uh, uh, Metal Hall of Fame the other day. So uh, yeah, it seems like it's all good. Yeah. It- it, you know, it was a, a shitty situation to say the least. I think it sucked for everyone involved. Um, I, but I had, I had a great time at the race. The race itself was fun. I actually plan on going and doing another one, uh, in the future. And, uh, yeah, it was a well-run event. Um, obviously everyone heard about my situation with Stank. Um, you know, I bumped him in the first turn. He fell down. He, in the moment thought it was much more aggressive than uh what he kind of saw back and you know he retaliated in a way that i didn't agree with at all and uh, we exchanged some words we exchanged some pushes and some other stuff but um you know we worked it out like grown-ups you know we talked you know it is what it is you know i, I i'm i get more upset about the people on social that you know, just talk shit and have no idea about what actually happened and stuff like that. So, I mean, people probably don't even know, but like, we're cool. Like we've talked at the practice track and we've talked at the races, like, like we've grown up and moved past it. Like we don't have to be little children about, you know, both of us just being hot and saying things and doing things we probably shouldn't have done. Oh, absolutely. I think uh, cooler heads prevail. And I, I know you guys are, are somewhat close prior to the incident. And I think if if uh, if Jared watched it back, he probably would have saw what you had done in the first corner and been like, okay, I may have overreacted on that a bit. Um, but yeah, that's just that's the, the, the way it went. And it's a good thing you guys were able to bury the hatchet because um, this just in, you guys will battle again. I, I'm I'm just gonna throw that out there. The two of you will will go into a bowl corner, uh, side by each at some point in your careers again, and and probably more time, many times after that. So, it is what it is. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't want to live my life worried some dude's gonna blow me off a berm, and I don't think he does either. So, um, I think we're uh, I think we're just fine the way we are. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much for making time for us here on the Big MX Radio Podcast. I know you've got an impressive list of personal and team sponsors. Show them some love for us, and uh, we'll let you get on with the rest of your day, my friend. Yeah, no, I mean, the Partsilla guys stepped up and made helped make this team what it is, so you got to give them a big shout-out, and especially Julian for pulling it all together. And, you know, our new suspension guy, Tim, at TCD, um, he's got all of our WP stuff working really well and the Williams guys doing our motors are 
our bikes are really good and uh, i appreciate all the people that are involved with that and you know i just i hope that um i can just keep making strides and show them the the you know the results that they deserve well, I appreciate that, my friend. Well, thank you so much for making the time. Do not hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. And there you have it. My podcast with none other than the 68 machine of Cade Clayson. Great guy. Honestly, really hardworking kid who uh, takes his bumps. Um, he always comes back fighting. A uh, ton of respect for a guy like Cade Clayson who works extremely hard on his craft he's very good with his sponsors he's very good with the fans um you're honestly if you're going to a supercross race i i totally understand it. it's fun to go check out the factory rigs and uh, try and get a get two seconds of, of time with uh, a guy like ken Roxon or something like that but honestly if i was uh, just going to the races as a fan I would be hunting out teams like PRMX uh, who truly, truly appreciate every single fan that rolls by and gives them the time. And uh, I, I swear, if you, if you go uh, try and uh, chat up Cade Clayson or something like that, he'll, he's the kind of guy that will actually come right to the edge of the, the tent for you and uh, give you a conversation. Obviously, if, it's, if, the, if the day's not going great, might not be in the best of moods, but that's pretty much any racer out there. And even on a bad day, I'd be willing to bet you'd get more time with Cade Clayson than you're going to get with a factory superstar and uh, he's a great guy all, all, in, all in all. So enjoy this podcast guys. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, if you, if you, uh, if you find us on, on YouTube, that's awesome. Uh, please like share and subscribe. Same thing on, uh, on here as well as if, uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, I hope that you'll leave a rating. Uh, you can leave a review uh, on either iTunes or Spotify, and uh, that's what helps us get more more views uh, from people being suggested to listen to our podcast. So that would be greatly appreciated, guys. Um, and you guys have a good one. Thanks for listening. Take care.